This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 200, episode 200 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I'm your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. Happy New Year. Hope you have the best 2023 of your life. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like No Limits with Kevin Cooney, The Wicked Fast Podcast, Drinks After Work, Eat the Damn Cake, 30 Flirting and Surviving, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Music You're Missing, A Chance to Strive, be fit and so many other great podcasts you can always check out card vault breaks if you're into sports cards every single day of the week whatnot youtube facebook and instagram you can always go check them out at the card vault in person on a patriot place or at foxwoods resort casino and speaking of foxwoods resort casino january 28th and 29th the card vault card show tickets are available at ticketmaster.com they're ten dollars in advance fifteen dollars the day of the show you can always follow big night media at Big Night Media on Instagram. Check out Timmy Ticket Tuesday every single Tuesday for your chance to win free tickets to upcoming shows at Big Night Live. And you can get your Banner Banter Podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com. And this week, once again, very happy, very lucky to have Jack's Abbey as a sponsor of the Banner Banter Podcast. Jack's Abbey has created a delicious and crisp 96-calorie light lager called Banner City. And since Jack's Abbey is a local microbrewery in Framingham, Massachusetts, they have teamed up with the Boston Celtics to make Banner City the official beer of the Boston Celtics. So let's raise one today, whether it's for Banner 18 or for the start of a happy and healthy new year, or just because you appreciate years of Jack's Abbey perfecting lager practice with this great 100% American two-row barley. Make sure you drink responsibly and go check out Banner City, wherever you can get it, the official beer of the Boston Celtics. And this week, I am giving away some more Jack's Abbey Celtics-themed merchandise, this time New Balance gear, which includes a quarter zip, a golf polo, some socks, and a Jack's Abbey Celtics boot stein, which is so cool. I'm looking at mine right now. It's awesome. All you have to do is take a photo of you listening to the Banner Banter Podcast, episode 200. Take a photo of it. Tag the Banner Banter Podcast in your Instagram story, and I will select one random winner to win all this great stuff from Jack's Abbey. And also, just a reminder, Thursday, January 19th at Studio B, right next to Big Night Live, Jack's Abbey and I will be doing a Celtics watch party against the Warriors. It is free. Bunch of free stuff. Bunch of great Banner City beer. So come on down and check it out. Okay. Now that that is over and done with, the Celtics, let's talk hoops, right? It's a new year. Same me, though. We're still talking about the Boston Celtics on episode 200, which is just insane to talk to even think about. But the Boston Celtics are currently 26 and 11, and they are still in first place in the Eastern Conference, 
for now. They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, which hasn't helped because the Brooklyn Nets have won 11 games in a row and are, and are an absolute wagon right now. They are currently only one and a half games behind the Boston Celtics. These two teams play January 12th in Brooklyn on TNT at 7.30 and then again on February 1st and finally on March 3rd. The Celtics have already beat the Nets this year, so I think one of... If the Celtics can win on January 12th in Brooklyn and be up 2-0 in that season series, that would be huge. But it doesn't really matter if the Nets keep winning and winning and winning and winning and winning because the Bucks have kind of faded away as of late, same as the Cavs, which has obviously been nice with the Celtics not playing as great as they did to start the year. I don't want to say it struggles because they did just win four in a row and then unfortunately they lost last night to the Denver Nuggets. But the next, uh, the Nets have... A couple of easy games coming up, uh, the Spurs, the Bulls, but then they have some tough matchups against the Pelicans and the Heat. The Heat are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games, so it's really not going to be that easy for the Celtics to keep ahead of the Nets. Hopefully it can because, I mean, they're going to destroy the Spurs. They're going to destroy the Bulls, and then hopefully the Pelicans and Heat can give the Nets a game while the Celtics are literally on this little four-game road trip that they're on. So, earlier earlier last week, I cannot talk today because I am so goddamn tired from New Year's, and like an idiot, I decided to go to the Patriots game yesterday on like three hours of sleep, and I am just a zombie. So, my apologies here, but got to do it for episode 200, got to do it for all the Banner Banter podcast fans, but... Um, yeah, earlier last week, the Celtics continued their cute little win streak that I just mentioned after beating the Rockets 126 to 102. Jalen Brown dropped 39 points in that game, and then they beat the Clippers, who just never wanted to go away, and it was so goddamn annoying, but Tatum led the team in points and rebounds, which was great. And then, even though, the, the reason why that Clippers game was annoying, because I felt like the Celtics just came out flat in the third quarter after playing a great second quarter, and then the Clippers kind of crept back into the game, but then the Celtics finished the fourth quarter strong in that one. But I do have to say, that was one of my favorite Marcus Smart games in a while. 7 of 15 from the field, 9 assists, 2 steals, but some of his passes were just like perfect. They were like right where they needed to be. He didn't do all that cute little bullshit, I want to be in SportsCenter top 10 type of passes. It was just an awesome display of why he can be an actual true point guard and a good point guard for this team and in the NBA. I just re- I don't know why. I just really enjoyed the game from Marcus offensively. Obviously, I loved his defense. I mean, how can you not? The guy's a workhorse. But it was a very impressive display of passing from Marcus Smart in that game, and I just really loved it. And then he just made me completely forget about it thanks to the loss that the Celtics had last night in Denver, 123-111. to 111. Smart went 2 of 12. But then, Smart, Horford, and Brogdon combined went 6 out of 28. And when the Jays almost dropped, what, 60 points? I think Jalen had 31 and Jason had 25. They are going to need more help than that. And those are the nights where no matter how deep the Celtics team can be or is, and even if everything's cooking, it won't matter if the other players outside the outside of the Jays that can be relied on aren't being reliable. And that Nuggets game was the definition of, I mean, 6 of 28 from Brogdon, Horford, and Smart. Brogdon, former Rookie of the Year. Al Horford, former All-Star. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. You can't go 6 of 28. I mean, it also didn't help that the Nuggets shot, what? I think the Nuggets shot 57% from the field, from three, and from the field as well, which is just crazy. But 
those are the nights in the NBA. You know, you either have it or you don't. And the Celtics just didn't have it because they did do a lot of things right. They only had 12 or 13 turnovers, 30 assists. They out-rebounded the Nuggets with 41 rebounds, 60 points in the paint. But they lived and died by the three. And they died last night because of it. But it also makes me want to think about what I talked about last week. You know, this week, the Celtics, or last week, the Celtics did a great job limiting their turnovers, which is something that I was begging for, dying for. The Celtics are now 21-5 and this season with 14 turnovers or less. They had 14 turnovers or less in every single game this week and in every single game of that four-game win streak. So thanks for listening, Celtics. I appreciate it. But my concern now is that they're relying on the three-point ball way too much. In the last three games, the Celtics have took a total of 128 three-pointers. So for those of you that are not great at math, that's an average of 42.5 per game, which is actually eight shots more per game than the NBA average, which is currently at 34.3. The worst part about it is the Celtics only made 40 of those 128 three-pointers, which is a total of 31%. The league average is 35.7%. So you round that up, give or take, and let's just say it's, you know, 36%, you know, just for shits and giggles. The Celtics last week shot five percentage points less than the NBA average, and they took eight more than the NBA average. But, um, you know, come on, Timmy G. It's just a cold streak. Like, you, you really can't spiral that much into it. Oh, yeah? Is it? Do, do you really think so? The Celtics in the last 15 games have the fifth worst three-point shooting percentage in the league. And in the last 10, they have the third worst three-point shooting percentage in the league. In the last 10 games, they have shot the most three-pointers. And in the last 15, they have shot the second most. They are relying too much on the three. And it's... I understand why, like, but it's getting fucking annoying in plain English. I mean, the the crazy part is, guess who has the second most and the first most three point three pointers taken in a ten game span and a fifteen game span outside of the Celtics, the Dallas Mavericks, who the Celtics play on Thursday. Gotta love sports, right? I mean, we may see over a hundred three pointers taken on Thursday night in Dallas at seven thirty on TNT. Think about that for a second. Over a hundred three pointers. What are we doing? Like, I understand that that's the game today, but like, there's got to be other ways. I mean, listen, I don't want to bash the three point shooting too much because the Celtics have their record because of their great three point shooting, especially in the month of November. It was unreal. They shot over 41% from three, two percentage points higher than the Warriors and the Nets. But if they're shot, if they're sharts. <laughs> well, hopefully they're not sharting themselves. But if their shots aren't falling, they have to find another way for the ball to go in the basket. And and listen, I get the whole you got to shoot out of a slump thing. I know Joe Missoula has talked about it. I know Jalen Brown has mentioned it. And But it's hard to do against really good teams like the Nuggets or in the playoffs because if the Nuggets or the whatever team you're playing in the playoffs, if their shots are falling, it's very hard to catch up and you don't want to dig yourself a bigger hole. So now the question is, what can Joe Mazzullo do? Mazzullo. I literally cannot speak today. Holy crap. It's 200 episodes, Tim. Figure it out. God. Anyways, but like, you know, what can Joe Mazzullo do? What can Jason Tatum do? 
what can Jalen Brown do? What can Al and Smart and Brogdon, all those guys, what can they do? I mean, everyone has to be more aggressive offensively, I think. Um, I think Tatum did a great job with that last night against the Nuggets, who he took 14 free throws. We haven't seen that from Tatum in a in a long time. I don't want to say a long time, but it it should be happening more and more. So when it does happen, I'm like, oh my God, that's fantastic. But And listen, last night they got 60 points in the paint, which is another great start. Because if you can get half of your points in the paint, you, you, you got to love it. I mean, the the reason why I'm actually excited that they scored 60 points in the paint, it's because they have the eighth least amount of points in the paint per game this year. And obviously, I think the, the return of Rob has helped that and will help that a great deal going forward. I feel like they're still trying to figure out where to plug in Rob and all that. But the Celtics need to find a different way to score the basketball outside of taking... One million three-pointers a game. And that's that. And now let's do stud and dud of the week. Hit the music. And now it is time for the Celtics stud and the Celtics dud of the week. Okay, your stud and dud of the week for episode 200. Holy shit, episode 200 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Your stud of the week is Rob Williams. You see what I did there? Just like a Dave Chappelle joke. I mentioned how Rob returns and points in the paint are starting to be a thing, and that's what they should focus on, and boom, just circle right back around. But folks, the Time Lord is back, and I know he's been back for like seven or eight games, but he is like back back. He's officially back. Like, guess who's Bazak? Like, it's Scarface. Okay? It, like, folks, listen. I will say this about Rob Williams very quickly. He did lose some points for me last night after dunking the ball so fucking hard. He had to sit through, or we had to sit through, what seemed like an entire movie you would watch in high school with your substitute teacher about a topic and a subject that you hated. It was brutal. When Rob Williams broke the rim and they had to basically level it off and the level didn't work, so they had to take off the rim and put in a new rim and then that wasn't really level and it was like 45 minutes long and it was so stupid and annoying. It drove me nuts. I honestly thought that the level was broken. Not the rim. It was the level. Like, come on. Like, Rob's a powerful guy. But when he dunks the ball, but I mean, like, come on. But anyways, Rob looked fantastic this week. Averaged 10 points, nine boards, and guess what? He shot 100% from the field. He went 4-4 against the Rockets. He went 4-4 against the Clippers. He went 4-4 against the Nuggets. He didn't miss a shot all week. His presence on the defensive end has definitely helped this team because since he's come back, he's played seven out of the eight games. And in those eight games, the Celtics' defensive rating is fourth in the league. So clearly he's come back and helped. Now, I understand that the Celtics defense has slowly gotten better throughout the season because obviously the first couple weeks it sucked. But I know the big question is now because he got 15 rebounds the other night, which was just insane. It was so much fun to watch at TD Garden. But the question is now, what about starting Rob? And to be honest with you, who cares? The Celtics are one of the better first quarter teams in the league. And I like the starting lineup of Smart, White, Jalen, Jason, and Al. I really do. I think Derek White, ever since he's gotten that haircut, has been great, and I feel like he should get a haircut every week for all for all we know, but I want Rob out there at the end of the game when it matters, if the matchups work out, of course. But a big reason why the Celtics won that game versus the Clippers, minus Jalen Brown going off, 
was the fact that Jalen and Jason and Marcus and Al and Rob are out there together. And listen, we got a long way to go. I mean, what, what, what are they, 26 and 11? We still got, what, 45 more games left until the playoffs? We got a long way to go. And I don't care about Rob Williams starting a regular season game in January. I care about Rob Williams being 100% in hopefully June playing basketball for Banner 18. So take your whole Rob Williams needs to start now and shove it. Because Rob Williams is doing great things off the bench that helps this team. And that's all I care about right now. And then the dud of the week is Sam Hauser. And listen, Sam Hauser could have been the dud of the week last week, the week before that, whatever the case may be. And to be honest with you, maybe I've waited too long because I was hopeful his shot would come back because he obviously started off the regular season very well. And it just hasn't as of late. Um, In the month of December, Hauser, I think, is shooting 29% from three. And this week he shot three of 10 from three. And that's the only reason why he's out there. So his shot has to come back. And listen, I get his defense has been more than impressive uh, than what we all thought it could be or would be. He, and he rebounds the ball okay. But this last week, I just wasn't impressed with him like at all. And I, and listen, I hope Gallo comes back as soon as possible. Obviously, he's getting some shots up. The, that ACL surgery is no joke. But you're done of the week this week, the Time Lord, Rob Williams. And you're done of the week is Sam Hauser. So last little part of the podcast. Let's talk about the three games this week for the Boston Celtics, shall we? I think it will be a lot of fun. Um, the first is tomorrow night in Oklahoma City against the Thunder at 8 p.m. Then they go to Dallas on Thursday, 7.30 p.m., and then they end the road trip against Romeo Langford, the Romeo Langford that I never wanted on this basketball team, that I was exactly right about, but the Romeo Langford San Antonio Spurs on Saturday at 6 p.m. The Celtics are going into these three games, and they should feel good about themselves because this season, the Celtics, with one day of rest or less, are 24-4. and four. And then when they have two days off or more, they're 2-7. and seven. Like, how does that make sense? Seriously. You have more days off and you suck? What? Huh? Especially with this team and how much basketball they've played over the last two or three years, especially with Al Horford, you know, the old guy that needs some rest, that doesn't even play back-to-backs. They're 24-4 and four with one day off. So they play tomorrow. That'll be a day off. And then they play Thursday. Look, one day off. And then Saturday, uh, one day off. So the Celtics should be really, really good this week based on that. But anyways, Oklahoma City Thunder. They're a fun, young, exciting team with somewhere between 1 million and 1.5 million first-round draft picks over the next four or five years. It's insane what Sam Presti has done there. But more importantly, they have Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is on my fantasy team, who should be an NBA All-Star, who is more exciting than John Moran at times. He's scored 40 points a few times. He's very good on the defensive end. It's John Morant or SGA on who is the future point guard of this league. And, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, too. But, by the way, SGA leads the team in points per game at 30, assists with six, and almost gets two steals per game. Just an unreal talent. Um, The Thunder, they have lost two games in a row. Um, They're like 10-9 and at home this season, or is it 11-9? and It's something like that. But this is a game where the Thunder are going to come out for blood. And this is something that I've talked about the last few weeks with the Boston Celtics. The Celtics like to hunt. They don't like to be the hunted. And this game, they're going to be hunted by the Thunder, a young team that wants to show the best team in the NBA, hey, what's up? We're here. What are you going to do about it? So it'll be interesting to see how the Celtics respond to that. They got good scoring, or they being uh, the Thunder. They got good scoring from Giddy and Pozeski. Pokovzeski, 
I'm, I'm not great. Like, I would be a terrible hockey announcer. I'd be just the worst. But they have a good defender in Lewis Dort. Um, they just have a nice little team down there. And they they could make the play-in, which, which would be great for them. But it's not going to be an easy game for the Celtics, but it's a, it's a game that the Celtics should win easily. Um, and then Thursday night, TNT against the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic. 7.30 start. And by the way, I'm going to say this right now. I got no problem saying this whatsoever. Listen, I love Jason Tatum, okay? You ask anyone. I love Jason Tatum. I loved him at Duke because I'm a Duke guy. But Luka Doncic is the MVP. He hasn't played in three games this year for the Mavs. They've lost all of them, including one of them on the road to the fucking Bulls, who are a shit show, by 29. In the last five games, Luka has averaged 41 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, and is shooting 50% from three. Like, are you shitting me? That's insane. He has scored 50 points or more, including one 60-point game, three out of the last five games. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's not real. That's video game stuff. He's the MVP. I don't care if they're... I don't even know what the Mavs record is. I think it's like... I bet you it's like 18 and 16 or something like that. I don't care. Luka is the MVP. Because if it wasn't for Luka, I'm pretty sure this Mavs team, no offense to my buddy Dave, who's one of my best friends and a huge Dallas Mavericks fan because he's from Texas. Like, the Mavs may only have like five wins this year if Luka wasn't on the team. Like, it's insane. And, you know, for the rest of the Mavs, they love to shoot the three as much as the Celtics do. When the Celtics shot the second most threes in the last 15 games, Dallas was first. And then in the last 10, when the Celtics shot the most, the Mavs were second. So, like I said earlier in the podcast, this is going to be at least 100 threes shot between both teams. It's going to be insane. They got Dinwiddie. They got Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. is just a guy who can... He's either going to be really good or he's going to be really bad. I feel like there's no in-between. And then you got Reggie Bullock, who's going to stand in the corner and get a cross-court skip pass from Luka and stick threes all night. It's going to be so annoying. But when these two teams played the night before Thanksgiving in November at TD Garden, Luka had 42-8-9. Tatum finished with 37-13-5. I think Jalen also dropped 30 in that game. But if you rebound against this team, get some good pace, contest their three-point shots, don't let them score off of turnovers, you can win this game. Even though they are very good at home, they're 15-5 and at home, uh, this, again, not going to be an easy game, but this is a game that the Celtics could should and better win. And then finally, if they lose to the Spurs, I'm I'm gonna flip out. But San Antonio, Greg Popovich, Saturday, six PM. The Spurs stink. I mean they do. They have some nice pieces. They're twenty they're twelve and twenty four this year. Four and six in their last ten games. Seven and thirteen at home. They have Keldon Johnson, great player. Jason Tatum should lock him up. They have Devin uh Vassal or Vassal. I think it's Vassal. Um no, it's actually Vassal. It doesn't matter. Uh he's a nice shooting guard for them. Jalen can lock him up. Trey Jones, who will always have a place in my heart for bringing Duke a national championship five or six years ago. Um, Marcus Smart can lock him up. And listen, I am sure Brad Stevens will drool over Pirtle, their center, who has been rumored to come to the Celtics in trades. We'll see seven foot one, two sixty, averages twelve points and nine rebounds in twenty six minutes. Absolutely crazy. And then you have former Celtics players Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford. My guy, my guy, Romeo Langford. I, I mean, listen. If you guys thought, if you just started listening to this podcast and you thought I'm not a fan of number 12, <laughs> it Romeo Langford may be worse. I never wanted, like, I understood why number 12's on this team. I just thought 
Brandon Clark would be a better pickup, and he has been more points and more rebounds this year. But anyways, um, and will cost less money because number 12 is going to want a lot of money, which I think is stupid. Um, and what I mean by that is like he doesn't deserve $17 million. If they want to pay him 11 or 12 fine. But anyways, we won't spiral into that. But Romeo Langford, I never wanted on this team. And I said it in a draft preview. I was going to be furious about it. But you know what? Here we are. And that's it. Um, that's it for episode 200. And just real quick. 200 episodes of this stupid little Celtics podcast. Um, it, it it means a whole lot to me. Um, I've obviously talked about struggling with mental health. This is my escape. And the fact that you want to sit here and listen to me talk about the Celtics, whether it's right or wrong or funny or stupid or hilarious, whatever the case may be, it means the absolute world to me that you turn that you can tune in Every single week, whether you're walking to work, in the shower, driving into work, in the you know on the commuter rail, whatever the case may be, the fact that you're listening to this podcast and have for 200 episodes is absolutely crazy. And the fact that I have a sponsor for you know the next couple of weeks with Jack's Abbey, absolutely fantastic. Thank you to uh, Joe Maz and Peter Hurley over at Big Night Media. Shout out to Brian Bell who is someone that I look up to a great deal. He's the reason why I do the Wicked Fast podcast, and he's actually the reason why I'm confident enough to do this Celtics podcast. So 200 episodes. Thanks, my friends, my family, all the support. I really appreciate it. Go Celtics. Let's go 3-0 and this week so we can move away from the Nets and I can feel more comfortable about getting home court and spending all my money on the Eastern Conference Finals, the second round, hopefully the NBA Finals, and the list goes on and on. I'm going to shut up now. Thanks so much. Happy New Year. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Say it with me now. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.